is a worthy God. Amen. Before we take our seats, allow me to acknowledge our man of God, our father and shepherd. Let's just give him a hand of applause. Amen. I do not take lightly that he is able to give me an opportunity on his precious platform. On the platform God has given him. Amen. We do not take it lightly. Let's just give him another round of applause. Daddy, thank you very much. We may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm not going to go into details in how this word came about, but it came. Amen. God has got a habit of giving me... Oh, and by the way, it's so good to see each one of you. Amen. I acknowledge each one of you. You may just give yourselves a round of applause for making into service today. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I was saying, I was saying God has got a habit of, he's got a habit of giving me a word. Okay, he gives me words, yes, but he's got a habit of giving me a word and then you find maybe two days later, Pastor will just say, today you are taking up the service. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have to ask what word we are going to, you know, deliver to his people. Because he already knows what we need when we need it. Amen. So the title of my message today um, is called A Word on Assignment. Amen. We can do better than that. I'll say it again. A word on assignment. Amen. So, um, this word came, I don't know if we, I don't know how many of us are part of sales, if you are part of a sale. Amen. There was a time that pastor had taken up sale and he was teaching us concerning the word. Amen. And I remember how, you know, the Holy Spirit just hijacked me. I think even after the sale had finished, I was on the floor. I was just wrecked and gone. Like, he just took over. Amen. So, that was where this word was birthed from. Amen. So, we are going to go from the beginning of the beginning, where it all began. Amen. Genesis 1. can open our Bibles to Genesis 1. Verse number 3. You know, from the beginning of the beginning, God has always used his word. Amen. You can't necessarily tell apart God from his word. Amen. Genesis 1. And verse 3 says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In the very beginning, we see that God is a speaking God. Amen. We see that God is in the business of delivering a word. He's in the business of sending words on assignment. Amen. Amen. He always sends a word on assignment. And in this particular verse, we see that he sends, an, he, say, he sends a word on assignment and he tells it 
go and make light. Amen. He says, let there be. He is a God who always sends words on assignment. Amen. So now we are introduced of the word. The word that he sends on assignment. Praise be to God. Let's go to Psalm 107 and verse 20. If you know, if you, if you know the verse 8. <laughs> Praise be to God. Stay with me. Amen. Psalm 107 and verse 20. And it says, He sent his word and healed them. And deliver them from their destruction. The key word there is that God sent a word. Amen. So now, God is not just in the business of sending words anyhow. He sends words on assignment for a particular thing. Amen. In this case, in the beginning we see that he says, let there be light. He sent a word of light in a place that had darkness. The Bible says, during that time the holy spirit that the earth was void and without form amen void and without form and darkness was was on the face of the deep but the bible says he came and he spoke something contrary to what was happening in that time amen he is the god who comes find the situation and he says something contrary to what is prevailing in that moment stay with me hallelujah he says something when he comes and he finds sickness he sends a word of healing amen when he comes and he finds darkness he sends a word of light hallelujah what are you believing god for what is it that is contrary to what he has said in his word amen and so he is the god who comes and he says something contrary to what is prevailing in that time amen so now the Bible says he sent a word of healing in that time. It means that in that time there were sicknesses that were prevailing. Amen. And he sent a word on assignment and that word was for healing. Amen. Even in the times that we live in now, what is it that is prevailing? Amen. What is it that we are listening to? What is it that we are focusing on? Amen. We may be we, we, we may be in a place where you know, even in the atmosphere, the fear you can you you can literally hold on to the fear because it's so tangible because of the things that are prevailing, not only because of the things that are prevailing, but because of the sickness that is roaming around amen but i have come today to tell you that there is a word on assignment that god has sent amen there is a word of healing that is on assignment in your life in my life and in each and every person's life amen it is up to you and me to stand and say god has said amen it is up to you and me to stand and say a word that is contrary to what is happening as long as it is not in line with the word of God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. Oh my God. Isaiah 55 starting from verse 10. The Bible says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there. Somebody says, do not return there. But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Next. 
So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish hey, what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. We see again God is there. Busy sending words on assignment. Hallelujah. The Bible says the word that he has sent will not go back to him void. But it shall accomplish. The time that pastor was teaching us that day. He said the word of God that he sends has got two assignments. It's got an accomplishing power and it's got a prospering power. Amen. So meaning when the word comes, there are only two things that it has to do. It has to accomplish and it has to prosper. If it is not accomplishing and prospering, it means it's not the word of God. Hallelujah. There is a word that God has sent in our time. There is a word that God has sent on assignment. You and I have to catch it. Amen. And when we catch it, we know it has come to prosper and it has come to accomplish. Hallelujah. We know that it has come to accomplish and it has come to prosper. I will ask you this question again. What word has he sent? What word has he sent that is contrary to the situation that is prevailing in our times? Stay with me. Ezekiel 37. I'm cruising. Kala Rabba. From, from verse 4. There is a word, saints of God. There is a word that God has sent. That has come forth from his mouth. Ay, karama, shegede. The Bible says, again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, all dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We know the story. Amen. We know that there were very dry bones in a valley where God had placed Ezekiel. Amen. And the Bible says, he asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel answered and he said, God, only you know. And God gave him an instruction and said, prophesy to these bones. And he gave them the word to say to those bones. Amen. Continue, please. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Just there. I want you to understand something about God. God is a God who says something before he does it. Amen. He comes and he, he, he gives you the plan. In, in, um, in Habakkuk, it actually says, he says something and he says, write down the word so that those that come may run with it. Amen. So meaning he says something before he does it. So he will give you a plan of what he wants to do before it is done. Amen. And where will we find that plan? We find it in his word. And here he's actually telling the bones what he's going to do to them. It's like, you know, after you cook the shiman, you put it there and you tell them, you shiman now, what I am going to do to you is this and it is that. Amen. I don't, I'm, I'm using that example because I want us to understand the way that God operates. Amen. He lays down the plan and he says, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Those bones were very dry and they were very dead. But still more, he still spoke to them even though they had not yet started to live. Somehow he knew they could hear. 
Hallelujah. Somehow he knew that they could hear. Let's continue please. And it says, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. These bones were dead though. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. It's not like he was trying to convince himself somehow that these bones were going to live. He was telling them what was going to happen. Whether they could hear or they could not hear. As far as he was concerned, he was going to speak a word and those bones were going to live. Hallelujah. Let's continue please verse 7 and it says so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied somebody said as I prophesied there was a noise can someone make a noise please there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones became together bone to bone let's continue please Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. God had said, the sinews are going to come upon you, and you will live. After he was done prophesying that word that he had said to the bones, the bones began to obey. Hallelujah. The bones began to obey. I want you to stay with me. There is somewhere I'm going. Verse 9, please. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man, and say to the breath, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this lane, that they may live. Hallelujah. They were not yet living, but they were they were obeying the word that God had said in the beginning. Hallelujah. He said, sinews are going to come upon you. Born to bone, you will begin to rattle. You will begin to make a noise. And indeed, there was a noise. And, and the Bible says they had not yet begun to live. But God continued and he said, begin to prophesy to these bones until they begin to live. Hallelujah. I hope you are with me. Verse 10, please. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Listen to me, child of God. When God has said a word, it just has to come to pass. Amen. We said that God's word has got a prospering and, and an accomplishing uh, power. Hallelujah. When God says something has to live, something has to live. Even if when we stand and we look at the dry bones and they are very dry. When God says these bones are going to live, you best believe those bones are going to live. Hallelujah. And guess what? It is the same power that God has given you and me. That we are able to stand in a valley of dry bones and begin to say, you know what? You are going to stand and you are going to live. You know what? Sickness, you are not going to stay in my family. Hallelujah. God has given us that power. It is up to you and me to stand and actually use it. Hallelujah. And that is why God himself is not the one who stood and prophesied to those bones. The Bible says he told Ezekiel to be the one to prophesy to those bones. Today he is talking to a Loriska. Today he is talking to a Kondwani. Today he is talking to someone. Stand up and prophesy to those dry bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you are getting me, child of God. It is not God who stood and said, 
God gave the mandate. He said you can prophesy to the dry bones. It was Ezekiel who opened his mouth and began to prophesy. It was Mrs. Shea who stood and began to prophesy. Hallelujah. I hope you are putting your name somewhere there. I hope you are seeing yourself somewhere there. Hallelujah. He made it known what he was going to do. And he did it. Glory to God. Now I want us to see something. We are talking about a word on assignment. God sends a word on assignment. Hallelujah. Now I want us to look at John 1. John chapter number 1. Verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. Now we see something that is different there. This is no longer a word that God is speaking from his mouth. God is talking about a word that is with God and the word that is God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the word from the beginning. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Chapter uh, Verse 4 please. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Five. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Hallelujah. So now here we are, we are, we are introduced to a different reality. We are introduced to, him, to, to the word that was with God from the beginning. Without him, nothing was made that was made. So now here we are told there is a man who was sent on assignment. There is a word who was sent on assignment. Stay with me. I did not say there was a word that was sent on assignment. There is a word who was sent on assignment. Jesus the Bible says is the living word. Amen. He was the word sent on assignment. He did not come with the word on assignment. He was the word on assignment. Hallelujah. Now I want us to, to see something. The Bible says he is the word that was there from the beginning. We see from from Isaiah, we see from all these prophets that he was prophesied about before he even came. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 9, it says Jesus, his name is going to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Already we are seeing God lay down the plan of what he is going to do. And then he brought it to manifestation. And Jesus came and he was the word incarnate. Hallelujah. Jesus was the word on assignment. Everything he did, everything is, he, he did on the earth was embedded in him already. There was a manifestation of the word that God has sent and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Stay with me. I'm going to read from Matthew 8, chapter number 5. I want us to see the characteristics of the word, amen, that God sends. We know the story. I'm going to start from verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. 
And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Yes, verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Somebody say, speak a word. And my servant will be healed. Yes. For I am I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does. Now listen, most of us may understand this as the man, you know, talking about authority and saying, no, you know, you may have servants. There is something this man was talking about. That's why Jesus was very, you know, he was very amazed by his by his faith. This man was not talking about servants under Jesus. He understood that Jesus was a man of the word. And so he had a word. (laughs) And so this he, he understood that Jesus would only tell a word to go. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. He would tell a word not that he would send someone to go. He would send a word to go. That's what this man was talking about when he says, for I am a man under authority. So he knew that when Jesus sends a word to go, he was sending it on assignment and with authority. Hallelujah. Having soldiers under me, he, you, he understood that Jesus' words were soldiers. Ah. Are you staying with me? Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? He understood that Jesus' words were soldiers. And he would say to them, To this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. Amen. He understood that that, that the word that Jesus would speak is like a servant that he is sending on assignment. Amen. He understood that Jesus did not have to be there to heal his servant. He understood that Jesus just had to say, go and heal. That is what the Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 20 when he says, he sent his word and he healed their disease. Hallelujah. So he understood, the centurion understood that Jesus only had to say, word of healing please there's somebody who needs healing this side or word of provision there's someone this side who needs provision or word of school fees there's somebody this side who needs school fees hallelujah is there something that you need what are you believing God for the centurion was believing God for a healing for his servant and so he understood that the words that Jesus would speak not only was Jesus not only was Jesus a man on assignment he had words that he would send on assignment hallelujah what is it that you need in your life right now that jesus has to send a word on assignment hallelujah i want us to search ourselves what is it that we need that jesus should send a word on assignment hallelujah we are going to take it further we are going to take it further Amen. Even as I am saying my last point. He praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3. Chapter number 223. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Hallelujah. That there is a word on assignment. Each one of us sitting in these pews. There is a word on assignment. Amen. 
there is something that I love so much. Most times we love to see ourselves as, you know, the woman with the issue of blood. You know, when Jesus is moving, we are the ones who need to touch me again. There is nothing wrong with that. But we need to get to a point where we begin to see ourselves as the Jesus who the women with the issue of blood are looking for. Amen. And that is the place where I want us to go to today. The Bible says, You are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. What is this word saying? It is simply saying, You and me, brothers and sisters, are a word on assignment. I do not know about you, but according to this verse, it is telling me I am a word. I am an epistle that people are supposed to look at and read. Hallelujah. Please let us go. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is of the heart. Hallelujah. Somebody please give a round. I love this verse. Please. Someone give a round of applause. You must understand, saints of God, that not only is God sending words now, God has made you and me epistles. He is making you and me the living word. Just like Jesus was the word from the beginning. The Bible says you and I were born of God, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed that seed of the word of god amen if you were born of the word of god it means that you are supposed to live as the word not only are you supposed to live as the word you're supposed to actually manifest that word and that is the same way that jesus was walking on this earth amen he was a word on assignment and when he began to manifest what it is that god had placed in him you could see hallelujah i will pose this question to you as you are seated in your pew, you are a word on assignment. What is it that you are manifesting? I don't know if you heard me in the beginning. I said when God sends a word on assignment, it comes to oppose the contrary prevailing thing in that, in that time. Hallelujah. You and me are words on assignment. And so God has sent us to come and oppose the contrary prevailing thing. If there, is, if there is immorality, you are supposed to stand as a pillar of holiness. Hallelujah. If, 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 there, is, if there is sickness, you are supposed to stand as a pillar, a wellspring of health. Hallelujah. You are supposed to stand as the... What is... You are supposed to stand as the, the contrary thing that is happening in that time. Hallelujah. If there are things that are happening that are not in line with the word of God, God has sent you to go and be the one that opposes the times. Hallelujah. But then the problem is that you find that most of us, we are moving with the wind. That's where we are going also. When the world is like this, we also wake up like that. When we are like this, am I allowed to talk? Hallelujah. We were never meant to carry an assignment only. We are the assignment. 
Amen. The Bible says we are the church of Christ, meaning we are the assignment itself. Hallelujah. When God is sending someone, let him find you. When God wants to send a word of healing, let you be that word. Hallelujah. But most of us are too... I don't know. We, we think who... I don't know who is going to go. We think, no, these things are just for pastors. No, these things are just for Prophet She. The Bible says he raised men and women to be gifts to us for the equipment of the saints for the work of ministry so who is working the ministry is it the men of God or it's you and me saints of God let's answer each other (laughs) who is working the ministry it's us who are meant to work the ministry we are the words on assignment Paul was saying just go to verse 2 please Paul was saying you are epistles written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Yes? Three? Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us. So, meaning they minister and we become what they minister. Hallelujah. They minister the word and we become what they say. When God says you are this, best believe you are that. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. When today he looks at, he looks at a tree and he says this is a lion, it becomes a lion. And that is why he was able to go to Gideon and say, Hi, man of valor. Even when Gideon had nothing within him that spelled valor. Hallelujah. So when God comes to you and says you are the righteousness of God, my dear, it does not matter what it is that they have said that you have done or whatever it is that they have said. When he says, come, you are the righteousness of God, you are the righteousness of God, period. Hallelujah. I have seen a lot of us, you know, shy away. When God says something, there's something that I love about God. When God says something, when he tells you to do something, he, it means that he knows why he's telling you to do that thing. When God comes and he says, be holy for I am holy. It is not a time to, for you to sit down and begin to negotiate. Oh, you know, you know, God, the times that we live in now, there's nobody who can be holy. But God, you know, everyone of us sins. When God says you cannot sin, my dear, you cannot sin. Because he said it. When God says, be ye holy for I am holy. My dear, you are holy because he said you are holy. Hallelujah. I think we need to be radical like that. We need to begin to take the word of God by its horns. Hallelujah. And that is where God is calling us to today. He is calling us to a place where we begin to move by his word. We are not moved by what is happening around us. But because the word of God says we are, we become what it says we are. We begin to manifest what it says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were meant to reflect the word. We were meant to reflect God because God is the word as we have read. Hallelujah, saints of God. Somebody just say, I am a word on assignment. I have come to oppose the prevailing times. Say it like you believe it. This is what I'm talking about. Say it like you believe it. Hallelujah. I am the word on assignment. I have come to oppose the prevailing times. We may be upstanding, please.
Aleluya. Aleluya. I hope that word blessed you. I hope that word challenged you. Hallelujah. To become what God said you were meant to become. Hallelujah. Just begin to say something to God. Begin to just tell him. Kala rabababa shegedes.